0: Here, some people say they like uh, Easter better um, as a, as a holiday celebrating Christ, and I'll agree that the resurrection is, is significant. But there's no resurrection without the birth of Jesus. There's no humanity in Christ without Him taking on human flesh and dwelling among us. And there there's uh, no salvation except when Christ goes deep into humanity, to the poorest of the poor. And, and the smallest of the small, the, the lowly common people is who Jesus came to. And uh, yes, um, it, it was for all people. And yes, it was for the rulers too. He addressed them as well. There were kings that came to His birth to pay homage to Him. And so uh, we remember these things uh, this morning. I want to turn again to uh, Luke chapter 2. And I want to focus on another group. We've talked about Zechariah the prophet. We talked about Mary and the Annunciation when the angels came to her. We talked about Joseph when the angel came to him. Uh, twice, actually. Actually, there was a, um, uh, yeah, uh, two different times he comes to, uh, to uh, Joseph. Once to announce Jesus' birth and the other telling him to get out of Dodge because Herod was coming after Jesus and telling him to go to Egypt. But here's another angelic announcement. And this one is, is the shepherds that were in the field. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her own heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that You would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of Your Word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in Your name I pray. Amen. What brings us... Joy today, what excites you? What are you interested in that that invokes pleasure or or joy or excitement today? So many things are are vying for our attention. Uh, We we, we, we take joy in in our entertainment. Uh, We we take joy in in our favorite sports teams, whoever that is. And uh, we take take joy in um, different kinds of activities uh, that, that we like. Uh, we, we we enjoy being with with certain people. We we, we enjoy uh, being with family, and that that gives us great pleasure. And, and And it pains us when when we're away from them. We have all kinds of things uh, that 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 we enjoy, and and especially when we enjoy something and and, and we like doing it, um, we, we we tend to pursue that. In the, in the sense that we go after it, we, we invest our time in it, we, we uh, want others to like it, and, and we find people who like to share in those kinds of things. Um, I used to go to uh, uh, some of these uh, conventions, and it's been a long time since I've been to one, uh, comic book conventions. <laughs> because I, I like all things that, that, that involve Star Wars. And I, I've been a big Star Wars fan. I was so excited when I found out that in Archdale, just down the road from a, where a pioneer family is, that there is an antique mall there, and in that antique mall they have a whole room full of Star Wars stuff that you can look at and, and think about purchasing, and anyway, it, it was, it's, it's fun. And, and the, the, you know, you tend to spend your money, your time, and, and all sorts of things when, you think, when there's something that you enjoy. And yeah, I know I'm a geek, and I'm proud to say I'm a geek, I don't care. <laughs> And, and I'll be honest with you, I have never been a sports fanatic. Um, Dad was in the football. He, he's, he's from Tennessee, so he loves Tennessee. He's a big Tennessee fan. And, uh, and he, he loved the Redskins. Um, but you're not supposed to say Redskins now any, anymore. You can't do that. And I think he's disappointed with that, of course. Um, but um, Mom never wanted me caught up in, in all, this, all this football stuff. She, she never wanted me interested in it. And so she kind of kept that away from me when I was younger. And so I found my own things that I liked. <laughs> I don't know why she was so opposed to it. I guess she didn't want me to be a big fan watching TV, watching football games all the time. I don't know. But, but really, I was never that interested in, in football and sports and those kinds of things. I played some soccer when I was in high school. But there are a lot of people out there today who are huge fans of, of football and all sorts of entertainment, sports entertainment. And, and, and all those things are fine. I, I believe God made the world uh, for us to enjoy. And we, we talk about that. When, when, when God made this world and he made Adam and Eve, and he put them in a garden, he wanted them to enjoy each other. He wanted them to enjoy these things. He wanted us to have joy. But my point is, is that the things that bring us joy, the things that we like, that's what we tend to invest ourselves in. And my question today is, you know, we've got the greatest news in the universe that, that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world, His own very own Son, to come into this world to suffer and die for our, our sins so that we can be forgiven and experience God's grace and love. And that should be the greatest news that gives us the greatest joy. And if, and if it does give us such great and wonderful joy as, as we say it does, then we're going to invest our time, our energy, and we're going to seek out others to share with us in it. The shepherds were the first to receive the great news of Jesus' birth. Now that's important to me. I mean, you're talking about the Creator, the King of the universe, taking on human flesh, coming... To to dwell on earth with us, the thing that has been promised uh, for centuries past, and instead of going to, you know, the great king Herod, or instead of announcing this to Caesar, or instead of going to maybe some of the religious leaders, the priest or or the or the Pharisees to announce this this great and glorious birth, the announcement comes to shepherds who were in that society. Considered common folk. And, and in fact, they, they were actually um, looked down upon. Uh, the, the, the shepherds live out in these fields taking care of flocks. You know, the, the, they're a bunch of dirty animals and those kinds of things. You, you're out there for, for, for days and weeks. Um, you, um, you can't, come, you don't have time to come back and join regular society and participate in parties and festivals. Uh, that they, they didn't even have were able to go to the temple to worship because they were taking care of the flocks. And, and 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 those those flocks that were there in Bethlehem were likely the ones they used for sacrifices. But 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 the shepherds were considered outcasts. They, they, they were considered, you know, outside of society. They 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 were considered sort of like we hear that political term thrown around nowadays, the deplorables. Um which is really a term that um, unfortunately is, is, is used you know, in, in terrible ways to, to describe people who, who don't hold your particular political views or those kinds of things. That, that they were detestable in the eyes of a lot of people in their culture. But the one thing that, that's happened all the way through Scripture, especially in the Old Testament and New Testament, is that shepherds were looked upon very favorably. In fact, the very term pastor comes from the Latin word for shepherd. <laughs> uh, God holds shepherds in high regard. Especially uh, pastors who are, who are shepherds of His people. But they have always... I mean, ever since King David, the, the great king who, who is the, uh, the, the model for, for the coming Messiah, the coming Lord, was a shepherd. He knew how to take care of a flock. He knew how to manage people as well. God came to these simple lowly shepherds to bring his message. And I say God showed up here too. It says the glory of the Lord shone around about these angels when they appeared. The glory has always been about God's presence. If God had had, had appeared in in His full-on appearance, and and if they actually saw God, they would probably have perished. But there are various times and various places where God showed up in in different ways. And a lot of times it was this brilliance of glory where He showed up. You know, His face was hidden. Sort of like, you know, these privileged prophets of God. And that's another thing. You know, these shepherds were privileged just like some of these great prophets of old like Moses and Isaiah and, and Ezekiel. But whenever they, they describe God's presence, you know, they, all, all they see is this brilliance of God. Um, Isaiah didn't see God's face sitting on the throne. All he saw was God's brilliance and how just the train of God's robe filled that temple. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't describe the one who was seated on that throne because all he saw was his glory and even in, even in Revelation, when, when John is describing um, the heavenly throne, all he, he doesn't describe the one who's on the throne. All he could see is the brilliance of God and, and, and all the various colors that John describes there. But God in His full-on glory was here and He was present. And, and, and the shepherds only saw the angels, the angelic messengers and the servants of God. But His glory comes to these lowly common shepherds the, 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 these people who we might call blue collar workers, uh, you and I today, who, who uh, just uh, have, have spent a career do, doing various jobs um, you know, here um, uh, and around. You know, whether, whether it's a utility worker or whether it's, you know, uh, um, th- there's all kinds of, um, I think a lot of people here at one time or the other work for Guilford County Schools and Maintenance. And, and all kinds of things. Th- those are the kinds of people that God showed His glory to. And, 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 and those who were considered of low esteem, God elevated by His presence. At least elevated them in spirit. God, God considered them worthy of His, of His presence to come down. So these shepherds, you know, they, they, they were privileged. And what they heard was essentially like an imperial birth announcement. You know, the, the Romans that their emperor was 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 worshipped as a god in a lot of places. And and that there there were cults of the emperor all over the all over the region where Jesus uh, lived. And 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 they worshiped the emperor. So so when 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 a new emperor was born that they would come, there's good news of great joy for all the people in the Roman Empire. For for in the, the city of Rome is born this day, Augustus Caesar. <laughs> and here they're receiving a birth announcement of uh, another kind of a, a, a the king of the universe being born receives the same kind of imperial announcement from these angels. Probably proclamations that they've heard before, but in a different way and in a different form. And certainly, with the glory of God showing up I mean, God was showing them that, hey, this king that was born is far more important than that one that's in Rome. And he is greater than, than he's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, Revelation describes this, this child. And the interesting thing is, the sign of his birth they told him was that you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a feeding trough in a stable. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, you can't get much poorer than that. You can't. Je- Jesus was, was born to the lowest of the low. The, the, the animals in that barn were there. And, and his parents were there. And the only place that she had to put him because of, of this uh, big census that was going on. Lots of people coming to Bethlehem. What, what was a, a, a tiny stable... And she laid him in a feeding trough. That's what a manger is. You know, it, it, it's a feeding trough with hay, but still it's, it, you know, it, it was a feeding trough. And you know, that seems strange to a shepherd. When you think of a king being born and the king of the universe being born, you're thinking of great palaces. You're thinking of the temple in Jerusalem. The, the center of, 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 of worship. You're you're thinking of of God entering into His glorious temple, like like the scenes in the Old Testament. Oh my goodness! But here we have a human child, um, the the weakest form and the most helpless form of humanity, in in the poorest of conditions, sharing a room with, with a bunch of uh, farm animals. I mean, my goodness! The, those shepherds must have thought that these angels were crazy. But here here they were, that these angels, and God's glory is with them, and and the angels. Um, when they when they appear, they they start worshiping, uh, you know, the the glory of God that's right there, uh, with them, you know, they, they're seeing all this, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we we've got to go and see what what this um, thing is all about, and so they it says that they made haste to go see the child. Now, the announcement of this birth to to these people, um. Well, was was to be a source of great joy, and and it wasn't just just an imperial announcement, that the angel said, "This is this is good news of great joy, which shall be for all people." And and why is is this so important? He says, "Because unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord." The reason for for this joy is is the birth of God's Son there in in the city of Bethlehem. The city of David is called. And the angels knew what they were talking about. This is the fulfillment of Old Testament expectation. For for centuries, the the people of Israel were looking for the Messiah to come. God, God promised after He brought them out of the exile in Babylon and in Persia and returned them to their homeland, that the Messiah would come after that. And they waited 400 years between the time they returned and, and, uh, and, the, and, and the present time of this text for, for Jesus, the, the Messiah, to come into the world. They didn't know the name Jesus, so they only knew Messiah or Christ is the Greek version of that word. But, but during this time of Roman occupation and oppression, they were especially looking for the Messiah to come. But He came in the most unexpected way to them. And, and, and He came in a way that they, they didn't think would happen. That they, they thought God's divine warrior would show up and, and clean out the Romans. But that's not what humanity's main problem was. The main, humanity's main problem was its own self, its own nature, which was corrupted by the fall of and 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 full of sin. And so God decides, you know, it's time for me to step into the world and do something about it. And he comes at just the right time when people are under under the oppression of the Romans they're they're, they're looking for somebody to come up rise up and save them. And and they had, there was a messianic fever at at this time. In fact, so much so that there was lots of kids that they were naming Jesus. <laughs> They didn't apply the term Christ because that that might be considered blasphemous. But there were a lot of kids who were named Jesus. Um, God saves. They were looking for God's salvation. And so, that's why I say that this was was truly a source of great joy. Because it meant that God was fulfilling what He had promised them in the Old Testament. That He would come and dwell with His people. That He would save them. And, 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 uh, and, and free them from, from their oppression. The only problem is the freedom that they needed and the oppression that was oppressing them well, was from their own sin. That needed to be taken care of first before God could establish His kingdom through the divine warrior Messiah. But, but this was a source of joy for them. That they were like, okay, oh good, that the Savior is here. Oh good, the King of the universe is here. Oh good, God is saying that He's with us. And so you know, the reaction of, of the shepherds was to go with haste to see what had happened. But, but even before the, the, the shepherds take off with haste to go and see what's happened, the angels themselves begin singing. They're singing a glorious chorus. And it says, And, and suddenly, immediately, there was with the angel a multitude of angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. These angels, they, they, they worshipped God. They, they, they worshipped Him right there in front of the, in front of the shepherds. And, and the shepherds you know, are, are like, were likely worshipping along with Him. They were probably on their faces before this heavenly scene. And as soon as it went back into the, into the sky, they took off with haste to go see this Christ child. And they went and found Jesus. And, and their reaction to seeing Jesus was to go about testifying and proclaiming his, his, his birth loudly to people. In, anybody that would listen to these shepherds, they, they went out and told people about the birth of God's own Son, Jesus Christ coming to the world. They, they were excited to go out and testify about all this. They, 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 they went out with joy and grabbing people. And they went back to their, their work, but they were praising God as they went. They had a great testimony about what they had found and heard, and, and they witnessed the people. And then thirdly, it says here, um, Mary's reaction... Was that she pondered these things. She, 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 she didn't go out and, and, and spread it and proclaim it like these other people did. But she pondered it and treasured these things up in her heart. She thought about them. She, she, uh, they were in her heart and mind. You know th- 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 These were special moments to her. And she thought about them often after this. And she, and she treasured these events in her own heart. And they, these three reactions, you know, they uh, they tell me something about believers today. If, if if we have such great joy as we claim to in Christ's birth, and, and and if we truly are thankful for what He's done for us, then we're going to spend our time, our talent, our our treasure. Um, that that's kind of how we put it in our discipline. When we talk about membership, our time, our talents, and our treasure. Um, we we're, we're, we're going to invest. In God's kingdom. I'm not just talking about investing money. I'm talking about our time, you know, our, our testimony. Everything is going to be focused on on him and, and telling others. And, and and I see three things that believers should be doing in in reaction to what's happened here, showing our great joy in Jesus Christ. Number one is is this exuberant worship that the angels did. Um, you know, before God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. We need to worship God with, with exuberance and joy. And we, and we need to find ways of having that joy. Yes, we use hymns. Yes, we use chorus choruses. And I, and I think there's a time and place for exuberance. I think there's a time, of pray, a time and place for, um, for um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, for for humility and, and silence. That there's time for praise and a time for silence. I think that um, worship should be a, a progression. It should start off exuberant. And as we get closer and closer to hearing God's Word from the Scriptures, um, that, that, that we should start you know, becoming more and more reserved. And just like when, when the priest of old came into the tabernacle, uh, they, they, they were praising and worshiping God. And by the time they got to the holy place and offered sacrifices, uh, they were quiet. And by the time they got into the holy of holies, they were on their faces before God. Um, but anyway, the exuberance of, of the angels. Are, are we happy in our worship? Do we take joy in our worship? And not just, not just here on a Sunday morning, but, but, but in other places and times, even when we're at home, do, do, do we find times of worshiping God? Do we, do we make time for it? Do we make time for that kind of, of, of recognizing uh, God's glory and the glory of His salvation that He's given us through the Son, Jesus Christ? Do we take, are we really taking joy in that? And then secondly, what I see is our testimony. The shepherd's reaction to all this um, after seeing Christ in His birth well, was to go out and to testify to people, proclaiming them. This is what I love. This is what I do. This is important to me. We, we do that with, with other things that, that we enjoy and that we like and that, that we're involved in, but do we really and truly do we really and truly go out and testify about what Jesus Christ has done to us and not just um, among people uh, fellow believers I, I, we, we need to testify to those out there in the world who don't know Jesus Christ even, even if they might reject us and, and call us lame and, and look at us at like like we're Stupid or something. <laughs> and, 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 and the possibility of rejecting us. We need to, we need to just have the exuberance that these, these shepherds had. Of course, you know, maybe we hadn't had an angelic visit, but we've all experienced the joy of salvation, I believe here. And I think many of you have given your heart and life to Jesus Christ. You've asked Him to forgive you of your sins. You've asked Him to come in and change your heart and life. You've, you've received God's grace into your hearts and lives. You, you have God's presence through His Holy Spirit in, in, in your hearts. That's something worth proclaiming and wanting to share with others so that they can experience the same joy that you experience. What about our testimony? And then finally, it has to do with treasuring up in your heart. That was Mary's reaction. She treasured up these events in her heart. And it kind of reminded me of what um, Psalm 1 talks about. Where it says that um, in your law I delight, Lord. And in your law I meditate day and night. Do we delight in God's Word? Do we delight in the message of the Gospel? And how often do we think about it and meditate? Do we meditate on God's Word? How many times do you read the Gospel story? How many times do do you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about about the whole ministry of Jesus? Not just about His birth, but about the whole ministry of Jesus. Do you think about God's Word? Do you ponder it up in your heart? Do you treasure it? The Apostle Paul tells us that we need to hold captive every thought and that whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, all those things that he talks about, think on these things he says. He says. We, we need to have God's Word saturating our heart and mind so that um, we, we, we can truly live from our hearts the Christian life that He's called us to live. Are you soaked up in God's Word? Are you thinking and are you pondering these things? Are you meditating on them? Mary did that, of course. This was her own child, her own son. You know the connection that a mother has with her own child. But God Himself has given Jesus for all of us. And, and the Christ child, when we accept Him as our Savior, is born within us. We, we make Him our own. And if we have the, that joy in our salvation, that we say that we have, then, then we, we, we need to be thinking about all the things that He said, all the things that He taught, all the events that, that the Bible talks about. We need to be thinking about them and meditating them and making them the center of our hearts and lives. Pondering them and treasuring them up in our hearts. And even, even the events like, like what happened to Dylan this week with his brother. You know, God, God touching him and healing him. Do, do, do we think about those things? Do we ponder on them? Do, do, do we remember them later on? I mean, you know, we're limited people and, and we tend to be forgetful. I mean, my goodness, the whole history of the Old Testament is about the Israelites and how forgetful they were about God and what He'd done. I mean, mean, they they saw the Red Sea parted. And by the end of the kingdom era, they were worshiping Baal and sacrificing their children. I mean, my goodness. We are forgetful people. But if we purposely and, and intentfully take something that we love and that we enjoy, which is Um, God's salvation, then we're going to think about it. We're going to ponder on it. We're going to spend time on it. But we're going to take it into our hearts and lives. And I hope that you love God's Word today. And I hope you love God's church. And I hope that you love God enough to where you make it a lifestyle to worship Him. And I hope that that's your goal today, especially this Christmas season, as we remember His birth, along with the shepherd and angels and his mother Mary, that that we worship him, we testify to others, and we treasure up God's word in our own hearts and lives. And I hope that, that in this Christmas season you're doing that. As you gather with family and friends, are you recounting the Christmas story? That Not necessarily it doesn't have to be allowed, but it surely has to be in your own hearts and lives. Uh, It's even better if you do it aloud and and maybe share that with with, with your family and friends, that that old Christmas story. Luke chapter 2 is the best chapter when we talk about Christmas. I hope that you share that with others and I hope that you share your joy this, this Christmas at the birth of Jesus Christ. Let's stand